glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I want you to open your Bibles to Hebrews, the ninth chapter again. We're talking about Jesus, our intercessor, Jesus, our advocate. We found from the scriptures, and by way of just a few minutes of review, I'd like to just kind of recap some of the things that we found out in studying the scriptures, that in Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, verse 12, it tells us that Jesus made intercession for the transgressor. Well, that was prophecy given by Isaiah. It happened when Jesus hung on the cross, and not only there, but at other times that he made intercession for the transgressor. Then Romans, the eighth chapter, it talks about the Holy Spirit helping our infirmities. In other words, our weaknesses, when we know not what to pray for as we ought, that he makes intercession for us or by our spirit, the Holy Spirit, through our spirit, which is actually Jesus, the intercessor, flowing through us and praying about things that we don't know how to pray about. And then we found out from the scripture here in the 10th chapter of Hebrews, verse 5, says, Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared me. Now, in this passage of scripture, I'd like to talk about not only what it specifically talked about here, in fact, we dealt with that last night, that God prepared Jesus a body, not only to be a sacrifice and an offering for sin, but also the body of Jesus, his physical flesh, blood, and bone body, gave him authority to operate on this planet Earth. He operated on it for 30 years, like a man. First of all, Jesus was a man. He was the Son of God, all right, but he was a man. And then after Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan, the anointing of God came upon him. The reason Jesus never healed the sick for 30 years in his ministry was because God had not anointed him to that point to heal the sick. Jesus stood up in the synagogue and he read from the prophet Isaiah, said, the spirit of the Lord's upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So God anointed him. God anointed him to recover the sight to the blind, to heal the brokenhearted. This was why the anointing was upon Jesus. The reason it was legal for God to anoint Jesus with the Holy Ghost and healing power, devil casting out, demon casting out power, was because Jesus had a physical flesh, blood, and bone body. He walked perfect and upright before God under that old covenant, and he was a legal resident of this planet. Now, that comes to the point where we realize that because we are legally born on this planet, that we have authority on this earth, and from what we found out in the scriptures in John the 10th chapter last night, Jesus said, he that climbs up some other way into the sheepfold or enters into the earth any other way except through the door. Unless he comes through the legal entry, he is a thief and a robber. In other words, he's illegal to the planet. He has no authority there. Satan is illegal on this planet. He has no authority here, but every person that is born on this planet 
with a flesh, blood, and bone body has legal authority on this planet and has the authority to exercise our rights as a full-fledged, should we say, earthling. <laughs> we live on this planet, thank God. Now, God furnishes the anointing. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father has sent me, even so send I you. Now we need to realize that as Jesus was sent into this planet, so has Jesus anointed you, the body of Christ, every believer, to destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8, the latter part of the verse says this, For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Did you know that's what Jesus came to do? He came to destroy, in fact, the Amplified says it this way, to loosen, dissolve, and undo the works the devil had done. Well, thank God he did it very well, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, the devil make people sick, Jesus would get them healed. And I'll tell you, you talk about confusion about the ministry of Jesus. Not only was the religious people confused, the devil himself was confused. He couldn't figure out, how in the world is he doing this? He's the Holy One of God. If you notice in the Scriptures, and we'll not take time to go in detail into this, but if you notice in the Scriptures, in the synagogue, there in the fourth chapter of Luke, when Jesus had uh, preached his first sermon and they tried to kill him, he went into another place and went into the synagogue, and in that synagogue there was a man with an unclean spirit. And this spirit cried out through the man and said, I know who you are, you're the Holy One of God. What have I to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Now this demon was challenging the authority of Jesus. He knew who he was. Now, you know, it looks to me like that a demon would want to say, hey, he's a false prophet, don't believe him. But here's a demon seemingly witnessing for Jesus. Why in the world would the demon want to witness for Jesus and say he's the Holy One of God? Because he was trying to say in his own words that, hey, I know who you are. You're God manifest in the flesh, and it's illegal for you to cast me out because you're God in all your Godhead powers. And because of Genesis 1, where you gave dominion of the earth to man, then you can't cast me out because you're God. But I like what Jesus said. Oh, shut your mouth and come out of him. <laughs> Glory to God that he did. Now, you see, confusion reigned with the devil. You know, the Bible said, the apostle Paul said, if the prince of this world had known, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. I guess not. All he did was planning. And on the day of Pentecost, he came up. Glory be to God. <laughs> Did you realize that Satan could not handle one Jesus? One man operating totally in the Spirit, walking perfect and upright under that old covenant, Satan could not handle him. There was nothing he could do with him. Every time he had come against him in the way of temptation, all Jesus would say was, just tell him what God said about it. He spoke three words on the Mount of Temptation. Jesus took three words, and he defeated Satan. He shook his kingdom beyond repair when he said, It is written. And Satan couldn't get over that. 
In fact, it works well. He'd just quote what God said. He'd say, it is written, then he'd quote what God said. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Got to working so good, Satan decided he'd try it. <laughs> Did you know the devil can quote scripture? But you notice he quoted it out of context. But now here's the point I'm bringing to you is the fact that the Bible says here, Jesus said, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared me. God prepared Jesus as the sacrificial lamb, a lamb without blemish, a lamb without spot, to take away the sins of the world. And I'll tell you what, he did very well at it. I'll tell you, there is no sin problem today. You've got a sinner problem, but you don't have a sin problem. Jesus is the cure for the sin problem. Can you say amen? amen? Glory be to God. He put away sin, the Bible says, by the sacrifice of himself. So the physical body of Jesus gave him authority to operate on this planet. It gave him authority to execute justice for us and against the devil. In fact, that's what the scripture tells us there. If you would turn with me there, I want you to see this in your own Bible. I mentioned it last night. John, the fifth chapter. But sometimes I think people think my Bible reads different from theirs. But it doesn't. John chapter 5, verse 26 and 27. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Now, you know, if you're not careful, just by religious thinking and kind of the way we've been brought up, you'll almost say, because he was a son of God. But it didn't say that. It said, because he was a son of man. Now, if you'll notice, this is what Jesus said. He's telling you where his authority came from. His authority came from the fact that he was a man, born on this planet, legally born here, flesh, blood, and bone body, gave him authority on this planet. But his anointing came from the fact that God anointed him. The Spirit of the Lord, he says, is upon me because. Now when Jesus said the Spirit of the Lord was upon him because God anointed him, that's exactly what he meant. That's why the Spirit of God was upon Jesus, because God could legally and did legally anoint Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost in power. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He could do that because Jesus was a man. He had the right on this planet to exercise authority. Now, he did not have the ability to destroy the works of the devil until God anointed him. Now, sometimes there's some confusion about that, but if you'll read Philippians, the second chapter, in fact, I think we ought to go to that. Go over there to Philippians, the second chapter. You know, some of our Sunday school ideas just won't hold up in the light of the Word of God. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer this week is book offer number 7504, 7504, Your Spiritual Authority. It's a 180-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $15. Now, this book, Your Spiritual Authority, was formerly entitled Authority in Three Worlds. So some of you may have it. We've put a new cover on it. We've changed the title. 
and it'll be a blessing to you. It's entitled, Your Spiritual Authority. Now, here's some of the things we talk about in this. We talk about the fact that your body gives you authority on this planet. Man under authority is the title of the first chapter. Then chapter 2 is entitled, In His Image. Chapter 3 is dominion through words. Did you know that the Word of God gives you authority and dominion on this planet? Genesis chapter 1, God said, Let us make man in our image and our likeness. Let them have dominion. So dominion through words. We speak words based on the authority of the Word of God. Chapter 4 is keys to understanding the Bible. Chapter 5 is Noah's covenant. Chapter 6 is Abraham's covenant. Chapter 8 is authority of the body. Did you know that your body gives you authority on this planet? That's the reason Jesus had to be born with a flesh, blood, and bone body. Because it gave him authority here. But God anointed him after he was 30 years of age with healing power and the anointing of God to destroy the works of the devil. He had the authority to before he was 30. But when God anointed him, he began to destroy the works of the devil. That's your spiritual authority, 180-page paperback, for $11 plus $4 postage and handling. That's a total of $15. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.